Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How you doing, Dad? I'm doing well, Steve. Thank you. Good. We're back to video podcasts this week, back to seeing each other on the screen. Um, but it was nice to sit next to you for a change and record a podcast. It was, well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, um, it, it, it's better if you can do that. But we appreciate that, I mean, social media would fall fall down, wouldn't it? If, it, if that had to happen now, it just wouldn't be possible. Everybody's on it now. And, uh, and I think that it works out really well. Um, but... Um, no, I'm 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 delighted that we can we can do this for people. Hmm. Same, same. Um, so, uh, have you had a good week? What have you been up to? We saw you obviously last week. That's right. Uh, well, um, yes, we have had a good week. Um, I've started another picture, which uh, i should have by next week, all being well. And uh, this time, it's a cat, so that will please people especially the cat lovers, and it's a nice one. Different, though. Once again, different. I'm looking for different things now, different things that challenge me, and obviously in turn challenge the, uh, uh, our members as well. Excellent. Lovely stuff. So we've got a few things to talk about this week. We've got, uh, we'll start with an update on what we were talking about last week. If people remember, uh, we had mentioned Jeff's portrait, and you gave some advice on the podcast about what Jeff could do about background and, and mentioned the hairline. Well, Jeff has taken your advice on board and has sent us another picture. So I'll pop that up on screen alongside the one that he sent us last week. And you can just see how well Jeff's done in taking your advice on board and then implementing what you said. Um, and what a difference. It's it's amazing what a difference that does make. And sometimes people sort of think, oh, are you splitting hairs, Colin? Not really. It, it, with portrait work, um, th there's so many things that you need to remember and think about. Most importantly, really, is the portrait, unless it's an obscure person, like some of the pictures I've done, if you're doing it, of somebody you've got to be pretty accurate really with the the details and one of the things that Jeff did do really well was the hairline as uh, you remember I did mention it looked a bit like a wig on the um, picture um, that he'd done the, the original picture and all we had to do and he realized how it simple it really was to just do a little bit of um, blending in that area and it's come up beautifully. But I'm particularly Im impressed with the, the bottom of the picture where it's so easy to cut it off and you think, well, what can I do? if I've got to cut it off unless I put the whole of the dress or the coat or whatever the person's wearing in. Well, you don't have to do that. And uh, right from the word go, I was doing a portrait many, many, many years ago, one of the first ones I ever did. I, I developed that and I'd seen it and I can't remember where I'd seen it. Must have been in a portrait gallery somewhere, I think. I saw it and I thought, oh, I like the idea of that. And consequently, I, I did it for my animals and then I did it for portrait work uh, where you, you don't have a cut off. It looks as though you just chop somebody's head off and shoulders off. But um, he did really well there. And to fade that in again, it's such a simple thing to do. It only works, though, if you've got a background on it. 
if you haven't got a background, it's more difficult because you've got nothing to blend into. So it forces you, in a way, to put a background on. But the background is put on is great. Mid-ground. I agree. I agree. That, that's, that simple, simple background that just lifts the, and elevates the whole picture, as you say, enables you to, to have something to blend into as well. Um, what a difference. I think, I think in future, what Jeff will do now, he's done that, he, he will experiment a little bit on the background because it's nice just to have variations. You know, all my backgrounds, almost without uh, a question, have got some variation in it. A little bit of dark, a little bit of light, a little bit of colour. Uh, you've got to be careful of that, and it's best to do softly, softly job, you know. Don't do too Build much. your confidence as well. Build your confidence doing that. But the most important thing is doing a background like that where uh, you have then the facility to blend in where necessary. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Well done, Jeff. Fantastic work. So let's move on to YouTube. And we had a question that came in on our last podcast from Merv. And he said, hi, Colin. I see you use pastel mat a lot now. Have you ever used Canson Meton? And if so, what are your thoughts on the paper? Mm. So for a time, we sold the Canson Meton Touch, which is a slightly different paper. And you did do, I can't remember now which picture it was. I don't know if it was a dog or something. You did an animal. I've been a cat. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you did do a, a couple of pictures on the meat on uh, touch paper, um, which is different. Um, give us your thoughts, Dad, on, on that paper anyway. Well, uh, yes, I must have been quite pleased with that because uh, I'm, I'd already, I must have experimented before I took the plunge and it must have worked for me. The reason I don't do it is I don't need to. When Pastomat came along, it knocked all others out of the way. I mean, you are, I've used that, um, but it doesn't have the same feel as pastel mat. Uh, so, but I don't, but I don't like the meat on um, dimpled paper, you know, that I don't like that. Uh, and I, and I've seen people use it. And again, I think it spoils the pictures in a way. I know every, not everybody um, agrees with me and that's fine. Uh, but the actual dimpled uh, paper, and you said, you know, when we were talking before, you can use the reverse side. You can. And you can do the same with ongre as well. If, you, if people that don't like the the ongre uh, texture uh, can turn it over, and it's not quite so apparent on the reverse side. I don't think when I was using it, uh, it worked as well on the reverse side. That's only me, though. Again, it's, it's, it, everybody's got their own idea. So the answer is yes, the smooth. Uh, Canson smooth is, is quite nice. But uh, Canson uh, dimpled paper, I can't remember what that's called. I think I don't know if it's just the Meton paper is the dimple one and the Meton is, yes. I think it's is, is a slightly Meton, different yeah. textured. It's slightly yeah. more appealing. Um I suppose you mentioned this in I was editing one of your projects recently and you described the the texture of the pastel mat because it's like sandpaper. It pulls the pastel off of the pencil. You almost like, you know, it's that friction of it just pulling away the pastel uh, and, and gripping it, holding on to it. Obviously, that surface is kind of the premium surface for pastel pencil work. And I imagine uh other textured papers they don't 
have quite the same um, pull. They don't have quite the same effect because I, it just seems like a perfect combo. The pastel and matte and the pastel pencil just seem to just just to go so well together. Um, but I suppose all of these papers have their own places in pastel work. You know, some might be better for soft pastel and and things like that. You know, they they you know, and everyone has their own. Um, sort of uh, preferences when it comes to those tooths and papers and as we've mentioned before the engray is a great starter paper too gets people into it um and i suppose would you say because the pastel mat is that sandpaper texture it's quite an aggressive paper in terms of how much it, pastel it takes off you need a lot of pastel for yes. it it's, you know it's if you're not used to pastel pencil work i imagine that is quite um aggressive in terms of the the application of it and thinking god that's you know sandpaper when we think of sandpaper anyway we think of that as quite coarse anyway so it's not it's not quite so nice on the fingers either <laughs> no absolutely not well I, I think every person every artist has got their own technique pastel mat seems to fit my technique really well and uh, that's why i like it so much but one of the benefits you didn't mention is that you can put light over dark easier than you can with the um, ombre paper. Uh, it's just that um, you've got a better grip and uh, I think if I had to go back to ombre I'd, I'd, I'd struggle a little bit now because I'm so used to being able to put the, the light hairs across the background and, and uh, across the subject uh, that I would struggle a bit. So, no, I, I think, but, but interesting enough, though, uh, I thought I'd, the cat that I'm doing at the moment, and you'll see it all being well next week, um, I'm using light grey pastel mat paper. It just it seemed to suit the particular uh, picture that I was doing. I looked at it and thought, is it sand? Yeah, that will work. But uh, So I used the light grey pastel mat. I've used it before, and uh, I'm pleased with it, except it's harder when you've got to do a background. Interesting enough, I've got a background which is uh, a very light grey and I put um, some darker grey, or the um, 233, people know that, into it. And uh, I had to do it three times to get the smoothness actually to put it in. That's so, a lot of battle. Well, I don't know why that is. I don't know whether other people have found the same. Um, but it's the first time I've actually come across that. It may be that was I've done different sections of this, and the last section I did was easier because I knew what was coming. But people see will see me do it. They'll see me actually struggle to get the uh, the smoothness. But in the end, you do get it because Bastomat will take it. So you can take it, but I think you need more of the base colour. And I can see that if people were using that and didn't have my experience or didn't uh, know how you could get out of something, you'd have a problem with that. You'd have it marking. You think, oh my goodness, I've ruined this. So, but you haven't because you can then put more of the uh, the lighter colours in. So that's going to be very interesting for people to see that, and, mm. and it's interesting for me to know it. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't affect particularly the the subject, the animal. I've gone as far as that, 
Although I was aware that I had to work the background, I work not the background, the, the base colours, I had to work those a little more, but I intended to anyway. But it wasn't until I got to this section of background, I thought, oh my goodness, I didn't say that, but I thought it, oh my goodness, because I'm, I, was, I was filming it, what do you do? Yeah. 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 Uh, so I have to get out of it, and I did, fortunately, and it looks good. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll bring it back to the this uh, the picture you did before this uh, this cat that you're going to show us next week, and we'll talk about that now. So I'll pop that on screen for everyone to see. And this is again something very different. Um, I've not seen you do something like this before uh, in a shadow form as well. Very atmospheric. Um, I'm curious before we start, what size is this picture? Uh, well, it's normal size. It's, it's just larger than A5. Right. Well, that seems quite small. Like it looks big. Looks like it's a fairly big picture. <laughs> um, you've captured a lot. No, of no, it's not. No, it's not. It's a bit bigger than A5. Somewhere between the A5 and the A4, mm. but more to the the A5. The reason I do that is simple. It's it's the when you're filming it, it's easier to have it contained. And not spread if it's spread too far too wide i've got to pull back the camera and uh, all sorts of problems mm. so um that's the reason i do it but i i must admit though when i did the line drawing of this i increased it slightly so people when they get the line drawing it will be slightly bigger than the actual um picture not gotcha. much, just a little bit it just makes it easy and people can have it any size they want really the computer system now we have, you can enlarge to whatever size you want. I would go too big though. Mm. But, uh, so anyway, mm. so this this is again another one with there's you know fabric, material, clothing, uh, and you've got some folds in there. You've got hands again that look quite uh. tricky to do. Um, you know, there's light. It's a, a lot of uh, the same aspects of the one that you did previously in color um, transfer to this, but obviously with just four colors. Um, tell me about what your experience was like creating those same effects with just four colors. This was this was challenging for me. Um, mainly the hands. You pointed out the hands. They were really hard, and people will find them hard. And the reason they were hard is the you see, the, the, she's got a hand reaching up towards the light. Well, that's, that was my take on it. It wasn't on the original, but that's what I, I assume she was wanting to do. Well, that hand was reaching the light, and she had it. I don't know how she did it, but it twisted somehow. I can't, I can't emulate it now, but it was twisted in such a way I couldn't work out where the fingers were. I thought, what? And I blew it up as well, um, but I still couldn't work it out. So in the end, I had to I had to put my own take on it, which was which was it was, a, and the other one was not much easier either. So it, I think these things are pretty hard, but they they test you. Yeah, you've got to pull something off. You can't just can't oh well, that I do. You can't you can't say that. I never say that. Oh well, that I do. I mean, I get as far as I can with something and think, oh, well, I can't do any better than that. That's a better way of looking at it, really. And if you can't do any better, then that's what you have. But, of course, 
you wouldn't see that. People wouldn't see that. They're looking at it and looking at it as a whole. Face was fairly, fairly easy. It was. She had a lovely. She had a lovely face, and uh, in profile too. Now, when you've got profiles, that's another. Uh, people that have done portrait work know that portrait. If if you've got a profile, particularly over a nose and the chin, you've got to, to get that absolutely perfect. If you don't. <laughs> It looks awful, so I had to be very, very careful. And when you're putting the dark colour against the light colour, which you are there, the, the white and the grey um, against the very dark grey and the black, you've got to be even more careful. But again, it's testing, and the effect is stunning. I, I love the effect of that. Yeah, the the light source being sort of quite strong um, from one... Uh, from one angle has meant that there's a lot of subtlety in your your light you know in terms of um there's so many different areas um to consider and think about and graduate um mm. you know the neck especially is what i'm drawn to sort of the neck and how you've got just a little bit of light there and it's darker um the the uh, um right arm which is further back you know you look at the back part of the arm and then the forearm and there's so much um subtlety there um you know is that does that take a lot of thought have you got to kind of break it down section by section you know the, you know when you look at the picture and you think right the light on this part of the arm is this that's exactly right there's a couple of points there. The hair that you can see quite clearly on the picture now, that was obscure. I couldn't see where it ended and where it began. So I had to make that little bit up. All I did was make the background just a tiny bit lighter so that I could um, profile the hair and where it fell. It didn't fall there, it fell lower down than that. But the problem there is, if you have the hair lower down, it would have interfered with the elbow. And that would have looked awful. So, again, a little bit of adjustment. And you have to think about it. Well, one of the very interesting things that I found, you know, the crook of the uh, elbow, um, where uh, on the right arm, where it meets the dress light that's hitting the dress, that uh, in the upper arm it was, on the inside of the upper arm, where it meets the um, the light folds of the dress. That wasn't obvious. When I looked at the picture, the reference picture, and I do show that on the, um, on the video, you can't see it. You can't see where the dress ends and the arm begins. It, it, it's because of the lighting, really. It wasn't as clear as it is on my picture. And I, I went ahead with that, doing it as I saw it, because, I, you know, my maxim, if you can't understand it, you do what you see. Didn't work here, because to do what I saw didn't look right. I thought, somehow or other, she's too fat. Her upper body would have been too heavy, too fat. So I had to use that little bit of darkness between the two and emphasise that. Are you with me? Can you see what I mean? That tiny bit there. It's only a small thing, but by golly, it's enough show up. When you, when you look at the picture now, you can, you can see it very clearly. And then it highlighted that particular section in the back. Hmm. Interesting. 
Really interesting. It goes to show just how much um, when you get a picture like this, you have to um, use your own artistic license and change things a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you, you do that um, within the framework. You don't, you don't spoil the picture by doing it, obviously. Uh, but you would spoil it if you didn't do it. So, it's, it, you know, it's the uh, Catch-22 situation. But this is what I like about it. This is why I'm so enthralled when I do a picture like this. And uh, people see that. Uh, I, I, I just love it. And I now deliberately choose pictures which are challenging because of that reason. Mm. Mm. But it's a lovely picture. I think, I think people will, will love this bit. It's one of my favourites without doubt. And I've done a lot of them now, but this is one of my favourites. The pose and the inspirational side of that light, you know, the light that's coming from the top left-hand side there, that wasn't there. That was just plain black. And I thought, no, what's she reaching for? Yeah. She's got to be reaching for something, or is she just posing, you see? Well, that, that would have been a bit naff, if that pose. I thought, no, no, she's reaching for the light. So I, I deliberately put that light in. That's not easy to do either. You've got to fade that so that it's not too bright, just bright enough, mm. and fades into the dark. But once again... It's nice. And the other thing is, it was pretty close to the top of the fingers there. See what I mean? Yeah. So I had to be careful that I didn't... If that, if that light had strayed into the uh, finger, fingers, would have looked awful. Mm. So, small things like this, I think, are fascinating. And I'm sure people will find that too. Talking of uh, just small little things there, details, the, and, and you mentioned light over dark before... Look how bright your signature is against that dark background. Yes. I didn't have any choice, really. That was the light grey. I think, I think I'd use light grey there. Or did I? I can't remember. But does, <laughs> I didn't have any choice. It, you know, when you look at a picture like that, there's only one place it will go. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it goes to show, doesn't it? Just that you can on pastel mat. That's what you can do. You can pop that, you can pop that light over dark. No problem at all. No problem at all. And that's black. That's that was black there as well. Oh, yeah. Man. Excellent. Fantastic. Oh well. Uh, yeah. It's a great picture. I hope everyone is looking forward to doing this one. Um, great job on it, Dad. And um, we'll check in with your next picture perhaps next week, and uh, we can discuss that one. Oh, I'm, I'm certain it will be there. I've I've done the uh, I've done a third of it. But the third I've done is the most important bit. So, uh, but it's, people will see it. Very interesting. Once again, I do vary this slightly because um, I, I show people when I start off how I trimmed that picture down to where it is now. What I left off and uh, where I... Um, well, I won't spoil it. If I go on, I might give it away. <laughs> I don't want to do that. But I did that deliberately because I think people are interested. They're interested in seeing, you know, how they can actually move in closer sometimes or change something minor to bring the subject uh, more in focus and uh, make it more lively. I think... Uh, it, it, You've always got to remember when you're doing something like that, a cat, dog, elephant, whatever, 
unless you're putting it in a complete setting, you've got to be mindful that that animal or that subject is the focal point. That's the important thing. Everything else you do is window dressing and has a supportive, got to be supportive, got to make sense. So, uh, but they are, they are the, that's the important thing. Uh, Great. Yeah. Excellent anyway. stuff. Excellent. We'll look forward to seeing that next week. And in the meantime, if anyone has any other questions, anything they want us to talk about, then please let us know, comment on this video, send us an email, get in touch with us, uh, and we will chat to you all next week. So thank you everyone for watching and for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy week. week.